Money Roots is made possible by the support of our sponsor, Rooted Planning Group. Are you ready to take control of your financial future? Look no further than Rooted Planning Group, your trusted partner in financial well-being. At www.rootedpg.com, you'll discover a wealth of resources and expertise to help you thrive financially. Rooted Planning Group specializes in personalized financial planning, investment management, and retirement strategies. They understand that every financial journey is unique, and they're here to guide you every step of the way. With a team of experienced advisors, Rooted Planning Group is committed to helping you cultivate a secure and prosperous future. Visit www.rootedpg.com today to learn more about how Rooted Planning Group can help you grow your money roots. Every week, it's my goal to share a story of someone's journey through their life in Financial Vineyard. We take you from their roots to the journey of their vines and the influences in the air that helped craft their delicious lives. Like wine, life, and finances have different palettes that should be celebrated and not judged. We hope that you enjoy today's show with Patty Hamilton Rogers, who is a blast from the past and then some. Patty is at the core of my vineyard formation, and you're going to hear some of the ways that she, as another woman, really helped influence the creation of my vineyard. As we continue to celebrate Women's History Month, you're also going to hear a few tips in there about why it's so important to get out and vote, some of the changes that Patty went through as she uh, was developing her vineyard, and some of the exploration that she's gone on and figuring out exactly who she is today. So we encourage you to sit on back, drink your favorite wine. There were certainly a few good ones mentioned in this podcast and enjoy the show. Hey, Patty, welcome to the show. Thanks, Amy. It's so great to be here. I'm so honored that you asked me to join you. Oh my gosh. So for those that don't know, which many people probably don't, Patty Hamilton Rogers and I go way, 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 way back. And I probably shouldn't say it that way, but it's been a few years. (laughs) And Patty was one of the most influential women in my life in so many ways. And I thought for the month of March that we should really, since it's Women's History Month, that we should really celebrate the women in our lives that have made such an impression on us that we can look back and say, without their shoulders for us to stand on, we wouldn't be where we are today. And Patty is one of those women to me. She is definitely, she was some big shoulders to be able to stand on because I was uh, needing a lot of influence (laughs) (laughs) when Patty and I were introduced back in the early 90s. So um, as everybody knows, I always love to ask my guests one of my favorite questions um, since the show is Wine and Dime. But Patty, do you have a favorite wine that you like to share with our guests or our listeners? Well, you know, Amy, it's 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 a hard choice to make. Um, uh, living here where I live on the edge of the Finger Lakes in New York State, um, there are several, several Finger Lakes wines that are some of my favorites. 
but I would have to go with uh, Josh Sellers wine. Mm-hmm. Um, any of the wine out of Josh Sellers is excellent, but uh, the uh, the the vintner and the owner of Josh Sellers is actually a Geneseo alum. His name is Joe Carr, and I've met him many many times and know him. And um, so that I feel I've got a real personal connection with that wine. And he's been very generous and donated several times to our events and things. So um, I'd have to I'd have to throw my vote in the Joe in the Josh Sellers wine these days. Well, that's kind of cool. And for people that don't know, Patty is a Geneseo alum and actually happens to be working. I do. I do. (laughs) I work here um, in our sponsored research office. So. So, Patty, I thank you so much for sharing that. I happen to be drinking a Lakewood uh, Cab Franc this afternoon. I know Patty's still working. This is, I guess, this is my fun job. <laughs> so I grabbed <laughs> grabbed a glass of that because Lakewood is a women woman owned vineyard mm-hmm. and uh, in the Finger Lakes area. And I happen to love their Cab Franc. They're, it's one of my, it's always a toss up between their Cab Franc and their Pinot Noir. So I thought it's a Cab Franc kind of Friday. So it is. <laughs> and if Patty was home and it was a little later in the day, we could, you know, virtually toast. I guess Absolutely. <laughs> I, I want to, um, I really, can't wait for the listeners to hear. I've had several people say to me, we, we hear so much about everybody else's journey in life, but we, we still don't fully know your journey. So meaning mine. So I thought, well, some of the women that I'm going to have on this month, um, I will sprinkle some of my life in, into there because they've been so influential, but I would love to go back to, um, maybe even before you and I met Patty and, and maybe share how you've become the amazing woman that you are. Sure. Um, you know, Amy, um, I had incredible parents. Um, uh, you met my mom. She was lovely. Um, (laughs) and, uh, grew up in a rural community in Allegheny County, New York. Um, uh, did good in school. Um, I have three older brothers. Um, I didn't know what I wanted to do, but I did know I wanted to go to college. First generation. Nobody else had gone to college. Um, and so I, but I knew that I didn't want to do something that would be the same thing the rest of my life. I didn't want to be a teacher. I didn't want to be a nurse. So I came to Geneseo as an undeclared major Um, And what I discovered at Geneseo was a career path that I didn't know existed before I started college. Um, I ended up in, um, it's called student student affairs. I ended up doing student activities for a number of years at a couple different colleges. That's where Amy and I met Mm -hmm. when I was working at Alfred State. Um, And I ended up at a college in West Virginia. And through a professional association, I uh, met my husband the man that was came to be my husband. And we ended up moving to Maryland to a college where he got a job. We were both in the same field. And, you know, it's kind of hard for to have two directors of student activities. So I got out of it and got into alumni and development and really loved that. Um, we wandered around in a couple other different places. We were in Michigan and Pennsylvania and then um, ended up back here at Geneseo. Um, 
my husband, Tom, worked here for a few years and I was in the alumni office and um, did that for a while. And through a change of administration and people at the top, I uh, got shuffled around and ended up where I am today, which is part of academic affairs. Um, and I work with, I, I run all of our student grant programs and our spring symposium day and those type of things. So that's how, kind of professionally how I got here. Um, you know, in terms of, of uh, having wonderful role models, my grandmother, my dad's mom used to say, I can do anything a man can do except pee standing up. <laughs> Um, and that's the atmosphere I grew up in, you know, and not only with a a strong influential mother, but that was the woman that raised my dad. And so, you know, there was nobody there, you know, keeping up with three older brothers, there was nobody there to tell me that I couldn't do anything. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I could do anything I wanted to do and I could try anything I wanted to. And, you know, that's very empowering, um, as a, a young person growing up. And, you know, I think the role models of, of, not only a mother, but a loving, caring father um, who is there for you every step of the way helps you become a strong woman as well. So here's to the moms and dads in our lives. You know, one of the things I love that you just said is that it's, it, it does take both, both genders, right? We can see role models in it. And, and I, I, Patty's mom was, Oh my gosh, if she wasn't fun, I think if you look up the definition of fun <laughs> in the dictionary, you're going to find a picture of Patty's mom. In Absolutely. Always had a smile. I'm sure, I'm sure there were times that she didn't, but anytime I ever saw her, she always had a smile on her face. She was a hugger. Um, she loved people. She loved to explore always. Like she did. the adventure, right? She, she was did. always very adventurous. And I, that was something that was true of you. Like the fear wasn't there because you were never told to be afraid of it. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I, I, it sounds like your grandmother was the same. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She, she, she really was. And, and, you know, my mom, um, you know, it wasn't only that she was such a giving person, you know, she was always running a, a fundraiser for the women's uh, Baptist women's group or the fireman's auxiliary or something like that. She was always involved in stuff. She was always providing service. And I always watched her out there doing things. And, you know, she would raise $5,000 at the Baptist church Turkey dinner um, because she would, she'd call you up. Hey, Amy, can you drop off a 10 pound bag of potatoes? Hey, so-and-so, can you bring a couple pies? Everything was donated. She made those phone calls. And if, if, you know, if you, could you just drop off 10 bucks and donate it? She was amazing that way. She just, people didn't tell her no either. So. Yeah, I don't, your mom didn't strike me as the type of person. <laughs> it really wasn't a question. It was more of a statement. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Which, you know, there might've been a wood in there, but it was more like bring the sack of potatoes. Exactly. You know? <laughs> and you know, when you grow up seeing that from the, you know, one of the people you love the most, you, you, you you, you see how impactful it is in the, in, in the workplace and uh, in the world. So, and, and going back to the comment that you made about where you and I met. So I would have been an 18 year old um, young lady mm-hmm. who was full of lots of stuff. Um, you know, re- really was exploring life, I guess you want to say. And I was interested in, both the, well, go, go figure the finance side of activities. Go figure. 
and the student Senate as well. And so Patty and I became very close because we worked very closely together, me as the student and her as the advisor. Um, and, and during that period of time, um, there was a lot going on. Uh, it, it, there was, I remember you and I driving in a car somewhere one time and there was the Iraq war that was breaking out. The first one was yeah. breaking out. And, and I just looked at you and I said, Oh my gosh, these are, these are, you know, my friends, people I graduated with. And, and you pulled over, I don't know if you remember this or not, but you pulled over and you sat and you looked at me and you listened and you coached me and you talked me through it. And, and, you know, you really, you didn't dis disregard or discard the emotions that I was feeling during that period of time. Like, why would we do this as a, you know, I really was very passionate about those kinds of things and the people that were, um, the people that were close to me that were going to be directly over there. Um, and, and that was just one instance that I remembered how compassionate you were in and they were your friends too. I mean, you know, but, but at eight, I wasn't that much older than you. (laughs) No, no. But at 18, you know, think about it like 22 or 23 seems older. Absolutely. (laughs) And one of the other things that I don't remember if you remember this or not, but one of the other things that I remember being so influential is, uh, I was, uh, having a lot of fun And you kind of pulled me aside and you said, it's cool that you want to do this. Like you're young, you're having fun, you're, you know, that's fine. But you also need to think about your safety and you need to think about your future and you need to think about, you know, where you're at in your academic structure. And this is not what you said to me, but this is what I, how I remember it. But but it was basically get your head out of your, you know what? (laughs) (laughs) and, and you can still have fun and not get this crazy. And, you know, anybody else couldn't have said that to me and have it meant anything. Like if my mother would have said that to me, I would have just rolled my eyes at her. Or if a family member would have said that to me, I would have rolled my eyes at her, but you, you didn't let me, uh, continue uh, down that road. And I don't know if you realize that or not, Patty, but that's one of the reasons why I think of you as one of the most influential individuals in my life and how you helped in my vineyard and my journey. I really appreciate that. I mean, I appreciate that you remember it. And, and I, I do remember some of our conversations, but, you know, I, I, I remember your vivaciousness and your enthusiasm and um, what a pleasure you were to work with the time that I was at Alfred. So we have quite the mutual admiration society here. (laughs) I remember. So uh, at your wedding, um, Tom and, and Patty invited me to sing at their wedding. And I was a nervous ball of something. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but it was such a beautiful venue. It was such a beautiful wedding. And Tom was, um, you know, Tom was just getting to know a lot of the people that you knew and a lot of your friends. And I could see at an early stage that the two of you were going to back each other up significantly. Aww. Thank you. And um, I, I just remember looking at you as a couple and thinking, you know, what, again, what a 
example, what a shining example of what, what two people can do together and how influential they can be with each other. And now it's how many years later and you guys have moved several different times, but ended up back in Geneseo together and supporting each other in amazing ways. And I know um, even through loss, you've been there for each other. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So some for information of, of the, of your vineyard, who do you look up to most? I know you mentioned your mom and your grandmother, but is there, is there other influences or other nutrients that you can say kind of added along the way? Well, um, there you go. Yeah, I'm very fortunate. Um, I have what I call the party of five. I have five amazing women in my life. Um, Three that um, I met while I was a student at Geneseo. And then two, um, I worked for a year at St. Bonaventure and two were from there. And they really, um, you know, some of them, I, one is my very best friend and we've kept in touch all along the way. And some of them we've been gone from each other's lives had been, and then reconnected. But, um, I think you can't possibly replace people that knew you in your formative years and still love you. Um, and every single one of them are a phone call away. None of us live in very close proximity, but they're all just a phone call away and would be here in the time it would take them to get here, um, if if I if I needed or wanted them to be here, and you know I know not everybody has that, but I'm so fortunate that I do. Um, they really they celebrate with me. They lift me up when I'm down. Mm-hmm. Uh, call and check on me. I call and check on them. Um, we do girls' weekends together, mm-hmm. and fun. you know they're yeah it, it it's a lot of fun, but. Um, that's these, I I don't think you can replace women's relationships in your life. Um, uh, you, you need women to look to, to hold on to. And, you know, and I, I honestly don't think that, that a lot of people, um, understand these relationships if they don't have them. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, we cannot talk for two, three weeks and then pick up the phone, but, um, you know, Two of them, I chat either through a messenger chat or text message nearly every day. Um, the other group, we've got a group text message that at least once a week, we're all texting each other. Um, <laughs> it's just knowing that somebody's there and it's somebody that understands you. You know, when you're young, as you talked about in, in young and in college and stuff and making those mistakes and, you know, it's the people that, that, uh, saw you through those mistakes or occasionally made the same ones that you were making at the same time, which always <laughs> makes for a good story. But, um, you know, I just, I'm, I just, like I said, I call them my party of five. Um, they don't all, they don't like the Geneseo group. A couple of them don't know my other group, but you know, that doesn't make a difference if they're in the same room, they're all in, they're all my peeps and they know it. And, uh, they're, uh, they're glad to hang out and be together. So, um, it, there are times, you know, if I've had a bad day, pick up the phone. Oh my God, you're not going to believe it. Or something went really well. Mm-hmm. Um, or I have a big program up and coming up and I, I get a, a gift basket in the mail of good luck things and stuff. Mm-hmm. So th- those are, and you know, uh, one of them has kids and 
we got invited to her daughter's wedding because, you know, that's how extended it is. So, you know, other than, you know, then my parents and, and my grandmother and, and my brothers and stuff, they are, they are my peeps. You know, you talk about some of the things that your girlfriends have done for you, but I'm sure that you've also done for them. And I think that's one of the things that we can take a step back sometimes and think about like how to support other people with just little things. Sometimes it's just a card in the mail. Sometimes it's a text message that says, just thinking of you, you know, that's all. How, how can we support each other through different situations and, and just be there for each other and, and, uh, and support each other. And, um, on Sunday, so we're recording this on uh, March 6th and Sunday, March 8th is, International Women's Day. And I'm really, I'm really thoughtful of that right now. And I think for a lot of reasons, it's, it's something that um, over the last couple of years has been very, um, it's been a day that I really take time to pause and look back and think about, you know, work in a pretty male dominated profession. And, and I, and I refuse to go backwards <laughs> in the way that we have made strides, although not quick enough, in my opinion. Um, but as you and I were talking prior to the actual recording, I found out something very cool about you. Um, Patty happens to live across the street from the house that Mary Seymour Howell was born in which I don't know if a lot of people know who that is, but um, she's pretty instrumental in New York women, State. Especially. Women, yep, women's right to vote. Absolutely. And, and you know, vote, okay? Register, <laughs> vote. I don't care who you vote for, but you've just got to vote in this country. You you know, that's the power. I, I look at Election Day as... as the level playing field day because everybody only gets one vote. But, you know, it was women like Mary Seymour Howell and Susan B. Anthony and all those people, they're the ones that made it possible for women to vote. And, you know, they didn't even, um, they didn't even see the day that they could vote most of them and they were beaten and they were arrested and, and all of this, and they did all of this so we can vote it's so important to carry on their legacy. Just, just vote. Um, you know, uh, in the, the 2016 election, I, I did make the sojourn up to uh, Susan B. Anthony's gravesite and put my I voted sticker on it. And um, uh, it was and I took some fl- some roses that I'd grown and there was so much publicity on it that day. So until the flowers were overwhelming on the national news, you could see my orange roses there on the, mm-hmm. the grave site. But Susan B. Anthony and Mary Seymour Howell were, you know, they were contemporaries. They did um, a lot of that work together. And it's so inspirational when you think about the people that have gone before you and what they've done. And shoulders. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, I had a student, she used the phrase standing on the shoulders of giants. And that is, that is absolutely true when, when we do what we can do. And we look at women in other countries that still to this day don't mm-hmm. have these rights. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we can't forget what they've done. And the best way to honor the work that these women have done is get out there and vote. Yeah. And a lot of people don't vote in the primary elections because they really don't think they have any influence. But in my opinion, that's where the influence exactly. is. Exactly. That's huge where the influence is. 
Yeah. If, and if you, you know, if you're not voting in the primaries, then you're just voting for somebody that other people have selected. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. I think that that's probably, to me, that's a more important voting right. Uh, because it's not electoral in nature. Exactly. You, know, it's, you know, it's more, it's more about what the, what the um, majority are, are looking for at that stage of the game. So, exactly. um, so yes, get out and vote and also do in celebration of women's history month, learn about, I know we all um, in our blog that I put out on this past Monday, uh, all of us on our team selected the women that we look up to. And two of us, we did this without knowing like what each other's was. So it wasn't, it wasn't anything that um, we said, Oh yeah, I really like, you know, this person or whatever. But two of us actually selected Eleanor Roosevelt, um, who I am a huge fan of and is back in high school. Actually, uh, I had to write a paper about who do we think is who did, who would we, if there was anybody in history that could be president again, who would it be? And I, I put Eleanor Roosevelt and I went on to justify why I thought that she was actually our first woman president, even though she didn't get the title of our first woman president. Because if you read her biography or you read autobiographies about her, she ran that White House. She did. There is absolutely no doubt who was in charge at that point in time, at least in my eyes. And the, um, teacher that I had, he said, well, I disagree that she, you know, because he's a history teacher, she wasn't elected, but I like, you know, I, he still gave me, gave me an A because I, I gave so many facts. It was my favorite paper ever that I ever, ever wrote. And I'm vivaciously always trying to find new, um, new things about her or read about her whenever I can, whenever I go to a used bookstore or a library, I'm always drawn to the section where I can find more information about her. And there is a giant of a woman, I would say too, that we should look at and stand on the shoulders of, or, or, or certainly attempt to. And then the other one that was really surprising to me was Dolly Parton. But, um, I, I understand why the person picked it. It just, she's one smart businesswoman. She I, is. That woman is very, very bright. And she does it with such personality, such lovely personality. And if we could all have that kind of grace, even when we disagree with people, mm-hmm. then um, we wouldn't, wouldn't that be amazing? <laughs> it would be. It would be. So I'm like, Amy, have you ever visited Eleanor Roosevelt's home? not in in um in Hyde Park um Franklin had his estate but she had her own property and um it's it's now a park and they have guides and stuff um I have I have the cookbook from there because you know that's what part of my thing is cooking um but it's 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 a very much a park-like setting and it's it's a small house with trees and stuff um all around it and I think it's where um, they served hot dogs to the queen of England. Cause no way. Yes. Yes. So you need, when you get back to New York state, my friend, you need to travel out there and it's really cool. The, the culinary Institute of America is there 
um, Franklin's place is there. And then one of the Vanderbilt Castle estates is there. So it's very historical and there's a lot to see and do there. But her place is just, we didn't make it to, to the Franklin uh, Roosevelt place because we went to hers instead. Yeah. Um, and it was definitely worth it. It was, it's so, um, it's so interesting. And, and, and one of my very favorite quotes is from Eleanor Roosevelt and it says, um, I might not get it exactly right, but it's no one can make you feel inferior without your permission. Yeah. So, you know, it really acknowledges, and I, I've shared that just with so many students and colleagues and friends and stuff that, you know, when they're kind of feeling a little insecure, it's like, oh, you know what? Don't let them do that to you. Don't let them make you feel that way. And, and yeah. And I, and I think that's a great point. And it's one, it's one of her quotes that I often go to, too, for myself, like, you know, there are certainly, I certainly have moments of self-doubt. There's absolutely no question about it. We that. all do. Sure. And, and I think when you can go to such a simple phrase like that, like, all right, you know, don't let this get to you. And I think that that's what we can do for other women too. When we see that they're feeling self-doubt, we can say to them, you, why you are bright. You are <laughs> like, look at the things that you've achieved and accomplished and, um, really lift each other up with, with each other's spirit. And again, I, I just, that's the type of woman I know you are. And that's why you have so many people that just love Patty. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of love to go around. (laughs) Has there ever been a book that you've read that's had a huge impact on, on your life and your vineyard? You know, Amy, when I, what you sent me these questions ahead of time and I, I, I struggled with this one, you know, I, I like to read and I've read, read a lot of books and stuff. And I'm like, well, you know, maybe I should focus on some songs because you know, my dad was a musician and always singing and I loved music and stuff. But I kind of have come back to um, there's a couple and uh, you might kind of laugh at me. Um, but uh, when I was uh, uh, children's books, I can remember books that my mom and my family used to read to me. And there was one book called Stone Soup. And uh, this man comes into this town and, you know, the, I think maybe the town's not getting along or whatever, but um, he puts a big kettle out and puts water in it. And he goes, he goes, I'm going to make stone soup for everybody. And the people would say soup from a stone. Fancy that. And so he convinces one person to bring carrots and one person to bring potatoes and one person to bring meat. Mm. So he brings them all together. And, you know, it's a children's book, but it's all about bringing people together for a common good. Um, And I, you know, uh, I remember that, that story vividly. Um, And so I, I, I'm thinking, you know, I took lessons away from that book, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And then uh, I'm a big fan of Winnie the Pooh. Me too. Um, uh, There was a quote that I see a lot of graduation day and it's how I started my mother's eulogy was um, how lucky I am to have something so wonderful to make saying goodbye so hard. Mm. And uh, that, you know, that is realizing how fortunate you are in your life to, to have what you have. And so if, if it's hard to say goodbye, it means that you have had something. It's amazing, right? Yeah, it's, it's such an amazing relationship. It is. Mine. It is. Um, and the other is Dr. Seuss. Um, read a lot of those. There's one uh, at the Biggie College graduation time. All oh, the places you'll go, um, and uh, 
which is, a, you know, it's a fun one, but I have a, a book in my office that I was going through a particularly difficult time at work and I was in the local bookstore and it was, did, did I ever tell you how lucky you are? And it talks about how, uh, uh, you know, in a susical way, the people that have it so bad, um, my favorite page is the person whose bedroom is one place and the bathroom is way, way far away. Um, so, uh, and so, you know, inspiration in, in these books that, you know, they're children's books, but they're also have a wonderful message, um, years later. So uh, those are the kind of books that, and, and my very favorite book when I was a child is the pokey little puppy and, um, being a lifelong dog lover, I've got two dogs right now. Um, that's a biggie too. <laughs> So, so all of these lessons that you were, these, I guess you can say lessons, but influences uh, really talk a lot about what have formed you as a person though. Exactly. And so I guess I want to take a moment to say when people, and, and especially today, I know, I know a lot of my friends did read to their kids when they were little and but technology has taken over to a certain extent and I'm sitting here listening to you talk about some of your, your favorite children's book and thinking, gosh, I hope that parents are still, are still using these books to read to their kids and teach these lessons to them because, you know, they're so, the the first book that you mentioned, making stone from making stone, stone from soup. stone, yeah. So yeah, I mean that. Gosh, in life in general, like if we don't collaborate with people, it's so much harder. It is right. It is, and it, you know, and and the you know the beauty of that book is everybody just gave a little bit. Nobody had to give all. So you know, it really. Like I said, I loved that book as a child and I still love it as an adult. So. Thank you for sharing that. That I hope that people listening to this go back to their child favorite childhood books and share them with their children or their grandchildren or with themselves. Heck, if we can form coloring groups when we're in our you know, 40s and late late forties and early fifties, then we can go back exactly. to children's books and learn a few things every now and then, right? Winnie the Pooh is my favorite. My great grandfather um, nicknamed me Pooh because um, I was a very Poohish form as a child, as a baby. Um, and I still have to this day the very first Winnie the Pooh stuffed bear that Aww. he gave me almost 50 years ago. Yeah, it's pretty pretty amazing to me why I was going through a really tough time about five years ago. Launching a business is challenging. It is. It, so, it sounds amazing, but, um, I will say that I, I, um, it's not for the week apart. <laughs> um, and I was just going through a really tough time. I had a lot of self doubt during that time. Should I have done this? Should I have not have done this? You know, and that bear went with me on a lot of trips because it made me feel safe. And, you know, even though it was just this little stuffed animal, I just remember how much love that my grandfather had with me and, and that he gave me to that. So it's the littlest things in life that can you can cherish forever and ever and um, remember years later that everything's going to it's going to be OK. 
you know, it's going to be okay. And yet another thing we have in common, Amy, my brothers, when I was little, called me Patty Poo. <laughs> and we didn't know that to this day. We both have the Poo nickname. <laughs> no, we didn't. We didn't talk about that many years ago. No. Yeah, no, that was, yep, for years. In fact, um, sometimes I still get called that by my mother. So um, <laughs> We just like to kind of keep it now that everybody's going to hear it. There's only like 2000 listeners. That's all. (laughs) I think that's great. (laughs) Um, So now I know I'm going to get messages on this. (laughs) Um, Speaking of challenges, uh, we've all had our challenges in life. And um, just like when I'm referring to vineyards and they have their challenges, whether it's years that are way too wet or way too dry or, you know, an infection that gets in the vines. Um, what kind of obstacles are you currently afraid of? of fate? And maybe not even afraid of, but, you know, I think, I guess where I'm going with that question is a lot of times from afar, people think that especially really prominent, strong women, they think we don't have any challenges or obstacles, like things just come easy for us. Mm-hmm. That's great that we make it look that way, but untrue. Absolutely. Absolutely. So and, I always ask this question because I, I think it makes us real. Oh, exactly. And, and, you know, we've talked a lot about my mom. We just lost my mom last October. So um, my birthday was a few weeks ago, my first birthday without my mom. Her birthday's coming up. Those are things that are, are a challenge. Um, uh, you know, we, uh, most everybody goes through it because our parents don't live forever. So um, those kind of things. Um, and, you know, and I think for me, I do a, a, a problem-solving workshop with a, a colleague of mine. And we talk to students about the two buckets you have in life. Uh, one is the, the bucket of the things you can control. And the other bucket is of the things you can't control. And our challenges, I think, are all in that bucket of the things you can't control, um, whether it's the weather for the vineyards. Um, you know, I run a major program here on campus that that has a couple thousand participants. And, oh, we're looking at a, at a, a coronavirus, we, you know, that might have to be shut down. You know, you never know what's going to come up, but it, it is that bucket of things that you can't control that are where our challenges come from. And some of them you see coming down the road and some of them you don't, you know, whether it's an illness or, or uh, you know, difficulty in your family or whatever that is. It's those challenges, I think, that, that make us be... Um, you know, like Kelly Clarkson saying, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Um, <laughs> I would agree with her to, to that extent. Um, but yeah, that, that bucket of things you can't control is, is what that great unknown out there is what, uh, what keeps you on your toes. Mm-hmm. Speaking of artists that we love, um, Taylor Swift wrote a song, Why You Gotta Be So Mean. I don't yep. know if you remember this, yep. not, but it came out maybe five, six years ago. And that was during a time that I really needed to hear a song like that because it, I was 
I was was at a point in my life where somebody was doing something that they chose to do, not that they had to do to me. And it was making life challenging and I had to get a lawyer involved. And I I mean, I ultimately ended up flushing out, you know, but it was very, very stressful during that period of time because they were choosing to do it, even though they knew they weren't going to win. And all it did was just delay you know, the, the development of the business, but, but it was hard. And I, and I couldn't, I'm like, why would somebody do this to me? Like, I've always been a very nice person. I've always tried to treat, you know, somebody well, I tried to do the best job I could do while I was, you know, helping, you know, all that kind of stuff. And I just couldn't understand why somebody would choose to do things that they didn't have to do. Just, mm-hmm. just to stab mm-hmm. you in the back. And that song came out, and I heard the words and then I ended up like downloading it on my phone. And whenever I would feel like stressed out or which was often at that point in time, mm-hmm. I would just crank that up absolutely <laughs> with my headphones. And I don't know if you remember Allie McBeal. Do you remember the show? Oh my gosh. Yes. Calista Flockhart. Yes. I loved that show. That was probably my all time favorite show ever. And I felt like sometimes I would just go into my bedroom or go into a bathroom or something like that and flail about with that song on. And I'd walk out and put a smile on my face and say there, I feel better. Right. It's amazing how music can be influential in your life. Absolutely. At that point in time in your life too. Absolutely. Um, that was (laughs) rolling into work this, this week, uh, journey, uh, don't stop believing came on and you know the memories around that song with with my peeps and on the dance floor and stuff so I got to work and I copied the link to it and I texted it to him I'm like this was on the radio this morning and it made me think of all of you and I couldn't wait to 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 just belt it out so the the therapeutic um uh goodness I think it's very well captured especially listening in the car with Maren Morris's My Church um where you you know you, you're cruising down the road with the radio cranked, and sometimes that's your church. That's where you, that's where you commune. And I don't care if I look like an idiot. I don't really care. You're never going to see me again. So exactly, <laughs> I'm going to sing at the top of my lungs, and I'm going to look like a crazy woman having a conversation with herself. I don't care. <laughs> and it, it makes you feel good. It, it really does. does. Yeah, it does. And you know what makes me feel good too is when I see somebody else doing it. Yep. Because I'm like, that person apparently needed that song. So, um, so whether it's a book or whether it's a song or whether it's a voice, um, there are those influences that can help us get through those obstacles, exactly. especially when it's emotional. And most obstacles are emotional. <laughs> If there was a, if there was a place that you, a place in your life where you could kind of remove um, a portion of that or replant a portion of it. And I don't, I don't mean necessarily like not have it happen, mm-hmm. but rip it out and say, I learned from it. I won't plant that same grape in that same spot, or I won't water that grape as much, or I won't let it sit on the, the vine as long. Is there anything from a le- you know lesson that you could share that you can think of? 
Um, you know, this was another hard one, be, you, you know, because I, I think all of our experiences make us who we are. And if, if, if I took that out, I wouldn't have learned that lesson or I wouldn't have, have uh, met that person or I wouldn't have had that influence on that life. So it, it's really a hard one for me, but, but, you know, talking about planting and stuff and everything. It reminds me of one of my very favorite quotes that I use often is bloom where you're planted. And so you might not currently be in the most ideal spot doing the most ideal thing, but that doesn't mean you can't be giving it your all and doing the absolute best that you are. Um, I had some difficulties a couple years ago when a, a vice president pulled me out of a job here that I absolutely adored um, and, and shoved me off in a corner for a while. But that got me to where I am today. And I'm in a mm-hmm. really, really good spot today. So, you know, I think the tough times just keep keep pushing forward. You know, there's a, we talk about songs a lot, but um, there's that country song, when you're going through hell, keep on moving. And, you know, you, you might be out before the devil even knows you're there. And so, and you know, and I think that that's, that's something that I truly learned from my parents. You know, they were both blue collar workers. My mom worked at a grocery store. My dad worked at a factory. Um, but you know, they always just kept giving it their best and kept going to work every day and set such a good example. So, you know, looking back there, you know, there, there's a lot of stumbling blocks and there's, there's a lot of poor choices I made and, you know, maybe I really didn't need to, to have that last beer at the bar when I was 20. <laughs> um, but, you know, you know, other than those kind of things, you know, it, it's made me who I am today and, and I really like who I am. So, you know, I, I couldn't really pick out anything that I would, that I would, uh, I would replant. So. I, I think you're so right because sometimes when we learn such a lesson from whatever the, whatever the situation was. Exactly. We, we hope that it doesn't, like you don't repeat it, but yeah. if you actually take time to stop and look at what the situation is and say, ah, I should have seen that coming out, you know, next time I will, and truly do, then um, that right there is, is sort of the replant, right? Because exactly. next time it, it will be a slightly different direction. And sometimes it's just off by a few inches. Exactly. And that's all it is, right? You, you so, know, I was thinking about these questions and stuff and I'm like, well, you know, what makes a good garden grow is a lot of manure. <laughs> and so if you're dealing with manure, you know what? That's just fertilizing your garden. So. I love that. I love that. I'm going to have to use that in the future when, uh, when somebody's going through a really rough time in their life. Um, I'll say, you know, this just sounds like a bunch of crap. And you know what happens after a bunch of crap sits for a while? <laughs> you get a beautiful garden. I think I'm going to have to tuck that one away. Yet another awesome uh, tip from <laughs> Patty Hamilton Rogers. <laughs> um, Patty, I'd love to ask this question as my final sort of parting question, because I think everybody has a different definition. But what is your definition of success? Um, you know, and th- that's another hard one. You know, uh, um, I, I think there, I got, there's two. Um, you know, one to me is a job well done. If you, when you finish something 
whether you got paid for it or not, whether, you know, whether, you know, whether you sewed a beautiful dress or you made an incredible meal or, um, you know, you ran the most incredible event at your job or, you know, saved somebody a million dollars on their taxes, whatever it is, when you have finished the satisfaction of a job well done, I think is, is a definition of success. And, and then, you know, also, it, you know, if you, at the end of the day, you can look yourself in the eye and say, I gave it my all, I did my best, then that is success. And this is why you are so successful. <laughs> <laughs> um, a job well done, I think is very important. And many, uh, you know, people have been listening to this show for a while, they'll know that, um, Brent always says Amy doesn't have an off switch. She just has a dimmer. <laughs> and one of the things for me that it, it's very, it's very important that at the end of the day, maybe I only got one thing accomplished, but I did that one thing well. And all the other things that I didn't get done, I didn't get done. But I did that one thing really well and I helped a person or a project or whatever it is. It's that it's that influence of compassion around what it is that I've focused on. And so I love that that's your definition of success. And I just want to personally uh, end this recording with a, a, a note of appreciation and celebration of Women's History Month with the the influences, Patty, that you had. I know I mentioned it earlier, but I just want to say thank you so much for being a strong woman in my life and showing me that it's okay to be a strong woman, that it's okay to stand up for myself and it's okay to um, sort of be that woman that's um, out there to a certain extent, marching to the the beat of her own drum, but yet bringing everybody along with them. And that you don't always have to follow the path that's in front of you. You can actually create your own. These are all things that for me, that short, what year and a half that we spent together, yep. those are all things that you taught me and you guided me on. And some of the best most fun time of, of my, you know, I would say under 21 years. <laughs> um, but thank you so much for being a strong woman in my life and for all things that you've done. And the number of students that are now, um, you know, are they're probably sending some of their own children to uh, be influenced by you in other ways that you've influenced in the course of your career are so countless. And I hope you know that we are standing on each other's shoulders and that, um, that you were there to, to help guide us. And thank you so much. I, and I really appreciate it. And hearing these kind of things, I think, you know, one thing for people to think about is, you know, when you're in the moment, you may not realize the impact that you're having um, and, and who you're with may not realize the impact it has on them. But when you hear from people all these years later that you made a difference in their lives, that also, Amy, is the definition of success. 
Thank well, you. Well, you are super successful <laughs> because you have influenced many, many lives. And we appreciate you spending your Friday afternoon letting me reminisce to a certain extent, yep. share lots of ideas for other people to support each other, ways that we can support each other. And for, you know, reminding women that we didn't always have the right to vote. So nope. get out and vote. Get out and vote. Get out and vote. <laughs> ever you, know, ever you and vote. Especially the younger women, you know, that 18 to 30 block could change the course of our country if they get out and vote. Yeah, that's a big generation right there. It is. Huge generation. So we so appreciate it. And if you happen um, to run into um, the owner of Josh Sellers again, tell him I'm a big fan of his barrel aged. I will for sure. (laughs) I I, will for sure. (laughs) I do uh, like particularly that, that, that wine. When you said Josh Sellers, I'm like, Um, yeah, I, I usually promote the Finger Lakes wine specifically, but if you're looking for a, in my opinion, you're looking for a good Josh Sellers, try the Bourbon Barrel. Absolutely. Uh, I'm a big fan of that. You can get it at most like GCP, Total Wine, any of those places. Um, you can even order online at Wine Direct if you want to. It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Not that I'm trying to sell his wine, but I'm just saying that that is um, one of my favorite that he well, and, so we might um, um, we gave, we gave him an, the college gave him an honorary degree uh, last um, at the last graduation last May. And if I can find the recording of it, Amy, I'll send it to you because he spoke. He lost his wife a couple years ago to cancer, but his words from the heart were so touching and meaningful to every person in that arena. Um, you know, so not only is a great Ryan, he really is a wonderful person. And to have, have that connection is amazing. There again, when you, um, when you open up, I used to be afraid. I think, uh, intimidated is probably a better word. And to go back to your quote from Eleanor Roosevelt, um, uh, I, I missed an opportunity at one point in time. I, 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 actually was in the car with Gene Chatsky, who is uh-huh. somebody I look enormously. And I was so afraid to talk to her. Like never even, I spoke like four words because I was just so nervous to be around her. I so regret that because the two of us could have totally jammed out on finance. And I was just so nervous that I, I allowed that I allowed myself to be intimidated and I now regret it. And I, I remember that every single time I feel that sense of intimidation now, because I can't go back to that moment. And, and so I won't let it, I won't allow it to happen again. And when you talk about, you know, somebody, um, that is pretty well known, I mean, I don't think Josh Sellers is something that I think a lot of people in a lot of locations, I think a lot of people Mm -hmm. know that brand name. Um, The fact that you know him and that you've had great conversations with him is, is wonderful. And, and um, I think another definition of success because you haven't let his fame get in the way of your communication with him. Well, Amy, I'm like my dad. I talk to everybody. (laughs) (laughs) You are, but that's one of the things that we love about you. Like, 
And that's a good thing because look at all the people that you've met because of that and all of the connections that you've been able to form. And that's really pretty imperative doing your job at this point in time. Absolutely. Patty, again, thank you so much. We so appreciate your time today. And thank you for being such an influence to all the great women out there. My pleasure, Amy. Thank you too. Thanks for all the work you're doing and spreading the good word. And that will about do it for today's episode of Wine and Dime. You can contact Amy through the website, www.rootedpg.com or amy at rootedpg.com. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram at rootedpg for the latest news. And if you have any questions, comments, or topics you would like to hear about, feel free to let us know. And don't forget to rate and subscribe the show wherever you get your podcasts. And again, thank you for listening and be sure to tune in next time.